Blog Talk Radio. the chain with Yvonne Mason. Now I know what you're thinking. You don't sound like Yvonne. Where is that lovely southern accent? Hmm? Well, I'm wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn, and tonight I'm a guest host with my new show, News on the Mountain. I'll be here with Yvonne the first Wednesday of each month to talk about my family's life as modern-day pioneers. We're going to discuss all aspects of living on a Montana rural mountain, our curious cougars, our nosy bears, everything, as we make our life here across the Continental Divide. So my goal for the show is for us to share a laugh and a smile and maybe even learn something as we explore our really unique lifestyle. Uh, This is a call-in show, so... We do encourage you to join our conversation during this hour. If you have a question, and we have your first caller. Oh, do we already? Okay, yeah, so well, hold I don't want to keep. I don't want to keep anyone waiting. Hold on, I'll get them for you. Okay. Okay. Hello, caller. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am fine. Yes. Go ahead, uh, Nancy. Oh, hi, hi. Who is this? Uh, this is Randall Crane. I just seen this. I just hope it's okay to call in. Oh, Randall, yes, you're very welcome to call in, and I'm so glad that you did. Yeah. Well, I just kind of wanted to ask how Wilson and Starr's doing. Hadn't seen nothing lately about them. Well, you know, I'm happy to give you an update. Um, everybody is doing really well. We're unfortunately having a really bad cold spell here in Montana. We've been getting quite a bit of snow, and in fact, in parts of the state, the wind chill factor is actually down to 35 below. Ooh, that's cool, isn't it? It is. We don't have it that bad here, but we do have below zero temperatures. So this fall, we were working really hard on making sure that Star was getting enough food to put on a winter coat. Right. And he is doing really well. And he's put on some weight, and he's not, you know, he's not suffering from the cold because he's getting lots of food and nutrition. And Wilson is doing well. He, he always does well. And uh, whiskey, Yeah, Whiskey, he's going to be 32 in the My spring. My goodness. And he's got on a heavy winter coat and doing great. In fact, I have the cutest story I can tell you on how they stay warm. And I looked out the other day. Now, Whiskey is the Morgan, so he is the brown horse, and he is smaller than Star and Wilson, who are white horses. But I looked out, and I saw them, and the two white horses had 
whiskey right in the middle, and they were all kind of compressed up against him, so he almost looked like a sandwich cookie. (laughs) (laughs) And they take turns keeping each other warm like that, but they always give whiskey a little extra time since he's older, and I just think it's the sweetest thing. So, yeah, I'm really glad you asked, and they're doing great. Good, good, good. I've always heard that the cows up there, how they made it, as long as they had something to break the wind off of them, as long as they wasn't out in the wind, they done fine, you know, like like trees or anything. That's absolutely true. The first thing the cows will do, now I'm not a rancher, but I know this from my rancher friends, uh, the first thing they will do is find some type of trees or thick heavy brush or something to get behind that. So you're right. They really do want right. to get out of the wind. Right. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that uh, they're doing okay, you know. Glad to hear that. That is really good. They are. They are. And thanks so much for asking. I really appreciate it. And I will tell them that you asked them. I will. Good. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we also have another caller, a 513 area code. So go ahead, Nancy, ask them who they are and what their question is. Oh, great. So someone else is on the line, too. Hi, welcome in and tell me who's calling. This is Cherokee Wolf, Nancy. Well, hello. Hello. I am a big fan of Nancy and her books. I have been sharing my copies of the books. I have been blessed to have not just the first edition, but the second uh, book out. And everyone that has read it is eager to read the next one. She has a way of wording that makes anybody want to come up and visit the area, no matter what time of year. And she's such an inspiration to keep pushing through the hard lives. No matter what God sends us, we can make it through. And she is a very... uh, persistent but caring person and to do what she does for her family and her horses and her neighbors all is a true blessing. She she's one of those angels on earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um I'm finding myself rather speechless at the moment, which probably isn't great considering this is a talk program. Um but Thank you so much for everything that you said because um, every word has truly touched my heart. And I really do my best to share all of these experiences that we have to, you know, to try to, try to inspire other people and, and have them have some type of enjoyment from, you know, the good parts and all the challenges involved in, in how we live. So thank you for for telling me all of that because it really does mean a lot to hear it from you. Well, it does. It uh, is very intriguing to other people that want to look into a lifestyle. And uh, for the vets, I'm sending some copies over seas to the veterans or the military that are serving now. Oh, that's and very I, I'm I'm a disabled vet, but but uh, Nancy uh, serves her country and her community wherever she goes. I'm sure very nicely. 
Well, thank you very much, and thank you for your service as well. You know, my husband uh, was Air Force. And, yes, uh, and I'm Air Force. <laughs> yes, but, oh, great. <laughs> but he was so, at the Pentagon, so that's I'm certain peace time, and I can't imagine him, but I'm, I'm glad that God put you two together and that you have a beautiful family and a beautiful life. And uh, just be careful out there. Well, thank you. Okay. We will. Um, we'll, we're we're rather seasoned now. You know, in the beginning, we were pretty green and didn't know what we were doing. But uh, we've we've had some years now to to hone our skills. And yeah, we make some mistakes sometimes. But for the most part, I think we're doing pretty well out here. Yes, I I imagine. I'm going to get off the line. Let somebody else have a chance to talk. But um, I really want to encourage you, Nancy, to keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, your tea time she shares with us has got me drinking all kinds of different tea, and uh, that's good for health-wise. She she reaches a lot of people through her her Facebook page and through her books, so it's a great oh, encouragement. thank you. And I, I will have another high noon tea coming up, and wait until you hear about this new tea and this new brand I'm going to talk about because I'm completely in love with it, and I think you will too. Oh, great, great. Uh, you take care, and thanks again, and oh, have a good night. And thank you, thank you. folks, for putting her on, thanks for putting her on the radio. <laughs> oh, thank care. you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Well, wasn't that nice? <laughs> that was very nice, and our first caller is still with us. I'm sure that he has a few more questions for you. Oh, excellent. Was there something else? Yes. Wow, I was just listening. I was just, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoy your post that you put on Facebook, and I can tell that you're a caring, a caring person, really. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, um, I, really like, I really like people, and I really feel like I have a mission with my work. And so um, that's kind of what I've devoted my life to doing. And that's very kind of you to that's very kind of you to say. Um, I think you're doing a very good job. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you know, she was mentioning about oh I'm I was gonna actually bring something up, but did you have one other question or anything else you wanted to say? No, you're no, welcome no. To stay on and chat with us. Um, in fact I have in a few minutes I was gonna give us a little quiz on Montana slang and some colloquialisms and things, so maybe you'd want to stay on and give it a try with us. Well, I might sit and listen for a little longer. I just it's interesting to hear. Okay, that's great. Well, I've, I've, you know, I've never been of... in Montana. I was going to tell you a minute ago. I forgot. Oh, we yeah. had a record temperature today. It got up in Birmingham. I live here in Alabama. Okay. It got up to seventy-nine degrees. Seventy-nine. <laughs> Wow. Well, I remember that from my days in the South. Yvonne, you know. What's your temperature now in Florida? Um, To me, it's cold. It's probably in the low 70s. But to me, it's cold because I'm used to 80s. But we had a cold spell run through here, and it it just stayed. Oh, so you, yeah. Well, you're you're just going to have to bear up under those conditions, Yvonne. (laughs) I guess. I'm just going to have to suck it up, I reckon. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, it, 
Yeah, you know, being from Georgia, it, it gets it has been known to get down in the teens and the zeros when in the winter time. It it and it it stays around for a few days, but it hadn't done that in quite a while. I know my kids are still up in North Georgia, and they had some twenty degree weather. Well, it does. Yeah, Florida can still get cold. Georgia can still get cold. Um, you know, I'm but, sure in but Alabama. But not like y'all. Well, no, not, not like, like what we're normal. having, and we're we're taking quite a uh, quite a beating right now with the with the cold and the snow, and and it is very very different. It's actually nicer in town than it is where we live here on the mountain, and it's you know it's just a whole different world up here, and everything is really different. For example, um, I'm sure that when you guys go get your mail, you probably go. It either comes to the mailbox at your house or maybe if, if you live in an apartment or a condo or something, you, you go down to, to get it out of a general uh, mailbox, but it's right there. Well, we don't get mail here. And so when you get ready to get your mail, it's sort of like that song about going over the river and through the woods. Uh-huh. Because in order to get the mail, I have to go down the mountain, and then we cross... Uh, right there down by the end of the cattle guard, there's a small little natural spring or a creek or something, and then we, we cross over that, and then we still have a few more miles to get to town. And our little post office is only open for a couple of hours a day. And so you have to plan your times on when you want to mail something or or pick it up. And so sometimes we don't get the mail for you know, a couple of days at a time, and if the weather's bad, it could sit there for up to a week. Um, wow! So it's it's not it's not the way other people live all the time with getting their mail in every day. Uh, and I went and picked up the mail, and just recently, but you know, I got the nicest little surprise. And I had a card that was actually addressed to the Montana Queen. Wow! And I, it came to me, and I, I had to sit there and think, I wonder what the postmaster thought of that. <laughs> but you are so, a Montana queen. Think about well, it. That it was quite it a was, compliment. It's, it's a wonderful compliment. And um, I even last year somebody sent me an apron that had Montana queen on it, and I've worn it in a couple of my uh, videos, you know, when I do baking or something. And so... I thought, well, isn't isn't that fun? But it is the first one that I've received like that in writing. So I I taped it up to my uh, bulletin board there by my desk, you know, so that I can I can see it. But it's even though it's it's not easy for us to always get to the post office, it's got to be better than it was, you know, long ago. Because I also found out that um, our property used to have a stagecoach co- uh, route on it. Isn't that neat? Wow. That is Nate. Yeah. I, wow. So I, I guess I can't really complain much if I can get get somewhere in my car and then someone else had to take a stagecoach to, you know. <laughs> can you imagine what those people had to deal with back in the day? Yeah. It, you know, it had to be, it had to be a really tough life and. Um, I look at the mountain in the back, and I look at that, and I think, how could they even get up across it, you know, for for taking a route like that? Because 
we are really on a mountain. We have some small flat areas that they call parks, but the majority of our property is very mountainous, and so that had to be incredibly, incredibly challenging. <laughs> and think you know of, what else? Think happened? of the harsh conditions in in the. Y'all at least have some semblance of roads. All they had was maybe a pig path, if that. Well, you know, you're right about that. And and there's there's something else that I was thinking about the other day um, when it came to the, you know, just to the hardships and to how incredibly rugged Montana is. Because, you know, we have a few large cities, but there's a lot of expanse in between that is, you know, basically uninhabited. Most people don't live out there, so you have stretches of miles and miles and miles, and there's there's nobody there. But um, it, it's it started me thinking. Are you are you guys a fan of Carol King's music? Do you remember Carol yes. King? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, she has. Yeah. Okay, she has a song that um, I feel the earth move, and yep. it's kind of got a special meaning in a couple of ways to me. Uh, one is because I've lived it, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. But um, that was the very first song that I sang that I won an award in a singing competition. Wow. wow. And I never really thought a whole lot about it because it's, it's a cute song, and, and it's certainly not about earthquakes. But at the last earthquake that we had, I couldn't help thinking about that song. Because living here in Montana, we have about seven to ten earthquakes every day. What? We do, yeah. And Montana wow. is the fourth most seismically active state in the U.S. And they're usually very, very minor to where you don't even really feel them. Um, but it's, it's very common here. To feel them, and sometimes I'll be working at my desk, and everything will start to shake and and shimmer, and I'll think, well, what's going to happen? Is it, you know, is it going to get worse? Or, and then it just dies off, and it's done. Um, I don't know. Have Have you ever experienced an earthquake before? One woke me up at my house one time in Georgia. Did you get one? Yes, it's been several years ago. It woke me up, scared me to death. Yeah, we well, had one. Nearly. Uh, I know they're they're terrifying. Um, I think the worst one that we ever experienced was was an eight point five. Wow. And I, you know, I did I did write about it in the in the book. Now, of course, I didn't know this when we moved here because it was not in the brochure. <laughs> so it was not in the travel brochure. It was not. It was not. Nobody told me about earthquakes when we were looking at the property and, you know, deciding to come to Montana. And But often I will wake up in the middle of the night because the bed is shaking and I hear my little lamp kind of ticking. And, and I'll think, okay. And it will last sometimes for a minute or two and then it will ease back down and you're fine. But, yeah, we get quite a, we get quite a bit of them. We have a lot of them. It's a wonder you don't have landslides from those things. Well, we're pretty lucky. I, you know, I wondered that too, but I don't think we get them bad enough here um, to where we're going to see something that severe. Now, on the path, 
uh, which crosses the Continental Divide to go into town, uh, sometimes we do have rocks that will fall onto the road, and they'll have to have people move those. But I feel pretty safe here <laughs> after everything I just told you. <laughs> all things considering. <laughs> yes, all things considering. I feel I feel pretty safe. Um, and that, other, that goes, talking about the rocks and the road, that goes back to um, back during the day. Do you have um, equipment that's capable of moving those rocks? And we're not talking about pebbles that you find in your yard or even a 100-pound rock that you can pick up with a, a tow bar. We're talking tonnage. Am I right? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, they're huge. And, in fact, I was, uh, I, I wrote about the way that, that sometimes we do our, our gardening. We kind of garden the Montana way. And there was this rock that I really thought was so pretty and thought would look so nice in my garden. And so my husband and I, we had to, because it was massive, you know, it's huge, we had to chain it up, and then I drug it down the hill behind the tractor and dragged it into the yard. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, yes, we don't have small rocks here in Montana. We have boulders. And uh, and, I, and being an artist, you know, and I, I'm going to figure out a way to make them pretty. Well, just hopefully it won't be bad enough that it kicks you out of the bed and then you wake up on the floor and go wonder how you got there. Well, yeah, you know, we've we've had some... We've had a severe one, and I really would rather not go through that ever again. Um, you know, wind, we get wind here. Wind is also an issue. There are times when they close the mountain passes because the high wind warnings, the wind can get so bad up to about 90 miles an hour, and it can Ooh. actually tip, tip a semi-truck onto its side. Can you believe that? Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was bad so, going over the bridges in Alabama a couple of weeks ago with the high winds and the water up to the bottom of the bridge. But to tip over a semi in the pass? Yeah. That's some high winds. That's hurricane force winds. Yeah. It is. And, you know, it's strange, but people here just seem to kind of take everything in stride. And the snowstorms and the, and the wind and the other things like that, and the earthquakes, and we just sort of brush ourselves off and and move on. And it's a very it's a very different kind of culture. Um, I was talking to somebody else in Washington, and he was saying, "Oh, we got three inches, Washington State, and oh, we got three inches of snow, and they closed all the schools." And I thought, well, that isn't that kind of interesting because something like that wouldn't you know, wouldn't happen around here. Everybody would would just press on, you know. So it's it has a lot to do with where you live and, and where you are and what your what your perspective is. Um, in fact that actually that actually leads me into something else really well that I wanted to tell you about. I put out a a little um, email in a post and I was looking for some ideas, some cute things for a little question I had that said, you might be in Montana if. 
So, Yvonne, have you been having your thinking cap on? Because I was wondering what you thought. If you might be in Montana if. Oh, let's see. You might be in Montana if you get frostbite two seconds after you walk out of the house on a winter's day. <laughs> it might be. What about you, Randall? Do you have an idea? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, just, you're thinking. Uh, I guess you might be there if you didn't have nowhere else to go. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Well, um, you know, I was thinking about that one, and I thought maybe that you might be in Montana if you keep a snow shovel handy when you're gardening in the spring. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. That's all right. Is that one okay? That's all right. okay. And number two on my list, I've got a couple of them here. So, a couple of them uh, some people sent to me. But the next one I thought of is your neighbors act like wild animals because they are. Oh, I like that one, too. <laughs> That's pretty neat. That's neat. Oh, you might be in Montana if you go to take a nice leisurely nap in your hammock and it's occupied by a bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you are very right because we have this red fox that lives on the property, and I'm telling you, I know that when, as soon as I get that hammock out in the spring, how much do you want to bet he's going to be laying in there with a beer? Oh, absolutely. Now, that's, that, yeah. that is a Kodak moment. Yeah, I can just see him laying there sipping one, you know, and enjoying himself. And <laughs> you, will, you will need to get a picture of that and post it all over social media. Yeah, I'm just, just waiting for it to happen because he's, he's a pretty uh, crafty guy, and he... Uh, he hangs around a lot. We see him. We see him often, and I never know where he's going to turn up. In the spring, when he's looking for his lady friend, um, it's funny because she'll come and look right in the dining room uh, glass doors, and she lives around here too. She she knows us. She'll look in the door, and I'll think, "Oh, what are you doing?" And she'll walk on, and then just a few minutes later, he'll come and follow her exact path. And then he'll look in the door, and I'll say, she went that way. <laughs> oh, my. How am I? Well, and it's springtime, and in springtime, it's mating season. You know, love calls in the springtime. Everything's about the springtime and new babies and all of that kind of good stuff. It's true, so, and they're they're all very busy, and, and I see the deer, and you, you see the elk, and and the moose and the coyotes and everybody's everybody's out uh you know looking for a date <laughs> or or maybe a date or a mate but, but they stop by your house first is Sometimes. that the local dating scene or the what what do you call it the um where you do oh, the I'm speed the local dating matchmaker. they stop yeah. by your house to do the speed dating yeah speed dating <laughs> Either that or I'm the local matchmaker and the word is out, you know. Okay, that would be great. That would that would work. Yep. Mhm. That would work perfectly. <laughs> and and news travels fast on the mountain. It you know it does. And um oh, you know, um you were asking me about Star 
And I actually do have a funny story about him, Randall. Okay. Star had um, an experience, and it was just coming into fall when we had first brought him here. And I looked out the window, and I started seeing these, these the, the bushes were moving a little bit, and I, I saw this black kind of mass, and my first thought was, is, is that a bear? Oh, no, it's a bear, because we do get grizzly bear uh, that mm. come through. And I didn't have my glasses, so I had to go get my glasses, and I'm looking out the window, and, and these three things emerge, and I thought, oh, it's the mother with her two cubs, because just a few hundred yards behind the house up the mountain, I know for years that we have a mother with cubs. But it wasn't. It was cows. And <laughs> my neighbor's fence, somehow they, they come through, which they do off and on. And my other boys, Whiskey and Wilson, they, they know what the cows are, and they're not concerned. So they looked up for meeting, and they said, oh, it's cows. Well, Star said, I don't know what that is, and I think it's going to eat us, and I think we have to panic now. And... <laughs> He started trying to run, and he looked, and the other two horses weren't coming. And they said, look, it's fine. It's just cows. Don't worry. <laughs> and Star said, no, we, we must panic and, and run in circles. And he started just running in circles and, and making all these, these neighing sounds and, and sending out the alarm. And, you know, Wilson said, hey, it's nothing to worry about. Don't get your tail in a knot. And he went back to eating. <laughs> And then Whiskey just looked up and said, you know, I really don't have time for this. I'm too old for this stuff. And, and they were not paying attention to him, and the cows kept coming closer, and poor Star was getting more and more upset. And he said, no, no, I must, I must run in circles and panic. And <laughs> so I had to step outside, and I had to call to him and tell him it was okay and not to panic and calm down. And he was still very, very upset and he just didn't know what to do so i of course called my neighbor and said that the cows were here in the yard so in a little while he came and came to the door and i told him where they were they had wandered a little further off and so he tried to look for them and they wandered back into the front he was on a four-wheeler and he's trying really hard to to basically herd these cows and move them of course there's three so one goes this way, and, and I watched him on the four-wheeler trying to move these cows, and he would he'd cut to the right and cut to the left and move them all over, and he couldn't get them going. And he finally moved them up into one section where he thought they had come out of the corner, but they scooted around him and came down. Well, he couldn't get the four-wheeler down, so he jumped off of it and started hurting them on foot. Oh, my word. Oh. And he's... He's an athletic guy, you know, very strong, very fast. But I stood here at the window, and I watched him just like as if he was on a horse, cutting from, you know, moving to the right and moving to the left and, and trying to push them around with each other. And he finally actually herded them down the drive and the road and, and got them uh, to where they came through the fence. He should have so, just jumped on a Wilson and let a Wilson happy murder him. Well, <laughs> Um, actually, Wilson was in the other uh, side of the fence, which is which is fenced off. I have three sections of of area here. However, oh, okay. Wilson Wilson will herd cows on his own. 
without a, without a cowboy. Yeah, without a rider. And it's the darndest thing to see because sometimes when the cows come into the yard, if he is in the same area, he will begin to herd them himself, and he will push them off the property because he doesn't want to share his grass. Oh. I don't blame him because they'll eat it all up. They will, and and he gets rather incensed. Um, you know, it, it doesn't bother him if they're kind of further away and not in the way, but if they come in to, to his little area and try to eat the grass, he will start chasing them, and, and it's so funny to watch him because he has a, a history of moving cows. He used to be a ranch horse, but even with oh. no one telling him what to do, he will just move them around and, and cut them off and circle around him and push them back, and it's amazing to see I should hire him out. It's like, who needs a cowboy when you have a horse like Wilson? Oh, well, I bet in his day he was something else, wasn't he? I think he probably was. Yeah. I think he probably and, and was. And he probably enjoyed it, That and, and it, that's his second nature is to do that. So he just does it really without even being encouraged to do it. He does it because that's his job. That's true. Um, that's true. He had, he had done that kind of job for several years, as far as I know, uh, before he came to live with our family. So he was trained in that. Do you know he was also trained in dressage? Really? Mm. Mm-hmm. So when you ride Wilson, you can ride Western uh, pleasure, Western style with him, or he also knows English. He can do different dressage moves. Wow. That's why so, a smart I horse. Figured, I figured he was a smart horse just looking at him, just seeing his pictures. Yeah, he's he's a bright he's a bright guy, and uh, pretty handy to have around if you have cows that come into your yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just he just run them all. <laughs> well, you know, I, out I, here we uh, we end up our our traffic jams. You know, aren't caused by by vehicles with four wheels. You know, our traffic jams are caused by animals with four legs. Oh, that's okay. too funny. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. Really we, they're they're always they they get in they get into traffic and and uh, you know we still have the modern day uh, cattle drives. We still have cattle drives here. And I would I would love to see one of them. Wouldn't that be interesting to see? Sometimes, yes. especially across the pass, uh, they'll have a sign out. You may be going to town, and they'll have a big sign, and it says, Moving Montana Beef. And oh, that's too you'll fun. Know, you'll know that you have to slow down, and you might get around the corner, and there could be 100 cows standing in the middle of the highway just blocking up all the traffic. And the cowboys are running around, you know, trying to move them. They're, they're on horseback. They're in the middle, and they're trying to get them back to the sides of the road to clear for the traffic. And I know that a lot of people get really irritable and, and think, oh, you know, this traffic jam, and I'm going to be late. But honestly, I kind of sit there and say, oh, this is so fun. <laughs> well, really they, ought be, they ought to be okay with it because, after all, they live in Montana. Mhm. Yeah, it's like down here in Florida, we have some cranes. Some, they're called sandhill cranes. And if they're in the middle of the road and you run over one of them or you hurt one of them, 
you will get fined because it is against wow. the law to hurt them because they're endangered. So all traffic stops for these cranes, and they just take their time crossing the road. Thank you very much. <laughs> you might sit there for mm. ten minutes for them to decide to cross the road. Wow. Well, yeah, you know, every state is going to protect different species that they have, but I didn't know that. I didn't, and I'm uh-huh. I'm from Florida. I should know that. But what what else? Um, do you have that's protected there as far as your waterfowl? Um, the white cranes are protected. The little white cranes are protected. Um, there's some um, other birds. I can't remember the name of them, but they have become so endangered that you, you can't kill them. And, of course, mm-hmm. the alligators, they are... They are um, Hunted, but they're protected hunted, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Well, there's they have certain amounts um, that you're allowed to take and harvest, yeah. Correct. And if, right. you, if so they you, have, you get they caught have with, a, with the gator out of season, um, it, it's, it's, it's very severe. The, the government frowns on that big time down here. Also, if you're caught with snook out of season, you can get in trouble. Mm, yeah, well, some of that hasn't changed since when I was down there because um, I worked for the Game Commission and I did conservation law enforcement for a few years. I was very young. I was, I think, the youngest woman they hired. I was about 19 years old. Um, but I know that some of the laws have changed, but some of them will probably always, you know, certain species will always be protected. And, of course, they do the same thing here. Uh, the cougars are protected, the bears. They do have special hunt for bear, and there's been a lot of controversy over opening the special hunt for wolves. So, you know, every every state has their has their wildlife and that that they can protect. And, and some of them are, you know, some of them are quite dangerous. And in fact, um, uh, Montana, I'm trying to think what... Uh, I lost my train of thought here. I know that we have a high population of grizzlies, and I was uh-huh. just sitting here trying to remember where we were on the on the scale there as far as how many we had. But I know that we we have more than what are we second or third in the the entire 48 states as far as population. We have a lot of population of grizzlies here, and even after that, they're still they're still protecting them. What what is so sad, and you and I have talked about this before, is as humans, we have encroached on their natural habitat so much they have really nowhere to go. <coughs> well, yes and no. Um, I think in certain parts of the country, they don't have anywhere to go, but in other parts, you know that aren't heavily populated, I think uh-huh. that they, they still have plenty of plenty of room and plenty of area. And so you just have to figure out you know, what's the most logical way of protecting them and protecting the population because you really do have to live in harmony with them to a point. You know, you can't completely obliterate them, but yet you can't 
let them, um, you know, not not let man live there either. So it's a it's kind of a fine line, you know, that you have to walk. Do you think that man, and sometimes his infinite stupidity, has upset? the balance of nature, because, you know, in nature, they only hunt to eat. They don't hunt for sport. They don't hunt out of stupidity. They hunt to eat, and everything is taken care of in the wild. You know, certain species eat the fresh kill, certain species eat the carcass, and then certain species and all the bones until they start disintegrating. But do you think that man has upset that balance? in their delusion of hunting for sport? Um, I would say that we have definitely had a negative effect on that. Personally, I'm not a sport hunter. And I know that a lot of people like it. It's not, it's not something I could personally do. Uh, Any time that I have hunted something, like you said, I, I decided to use it. I I consumed it for food or, or there you go. after that. Yeah, um, I might use some of the feathers or the skins in my drawings or something, but, it, you know, but it's used uh, for a purpose. And while I was doing that, I was, I was always very aware of that and kind of, you know, kind of grateful for that in a way. Um, but as far as trying to upset them to the point, we... Yes, in urban congested areas, we have pushed the wildlife out. That, that, that's true, and I can't, I can't argue with that. They're still able to carry on and, and, you know, have lives. Some of them are endangered. Some of them aren't. But we're not going to be able to totally get away from that. We, we can't live as humans on the planet and not affect the wildlife and, and their lives. So what we have to do, in my opinion, is to try to reach a, a balance uh, between that, if, if that makes sense. I'm not a yeah. total preservationist. I, I don't think that we, I don't think man is ruining the planet and that we shouldn't be here on it. Um, I think that we have to find a way to make sure that we're still protecting the wildlife as much as we can. Um, but I'm not going to tell somebody that they can't, they can't build a house on this piece of property because there's a, a bird there or something. Well, so, we, we have that problem down here with the with the environmentalists. You cannot stop progress, but we also, and I agree, we also have to be cognizant of the balance of nature because when you upset that balance, it creates all kinds of other problems. I don't know if you remember the study they did in Yellowstone where they dropped wolves back in there after they had killed them out. And things happened because the balance of nature was restored and they were shocked. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they are connected. All of the animals and how they live, who preys on them, what they prey upon, uh, what they eat, It's there's, there's all a connection there. You're right. And honestly, nature will always win. Yeah, I, I, we think we're will, so smart. We we build all these houses and we we clear all this land and we think we're so smart. Well, in a hundred years, nature's completely reclaimed it. That's yeah, right. it 
it, it will, and it is our job to be, you know, to be stewards of of the land and to to do our best to make sure that we don't pollute it and look after it and take care of it. Yep. But in the end, it's for the most part, it, in those regards, it's man's decision. But but nature will nature will always win with the the ninety mile an hour winds and the and the snowstorms and the cold and um, and the hurricanes and, and the, you know, and the just, earthquakes and and the earthquakes, yeah. And and I don't have any effect on any of that really. I just I just do my best and take take whatever whatever comes to me. Well, you know so, what I found out, Nancy. It doesn't do any good to, to moan and groan and, and bitch and gripe and complain about it because we can't change it. Well, you can, not and so you just, like you said, you have to make the best of everything. And you know, I was just looking at this note that I was trying to find earlier, and it it does. Uh, I did make a note here that Montana is home to the largest grizzly bear population in the lower 48. Wow. So maybe we were in our third, but. No, we are the we do have the largest uh, population, and I'm sure a lot of it is because we also have such a, you know, we, parts of Yellowstone we have a vast amount of area for them to live. But but they do live near me, and they do. We had one come through over the summer, and it's something to see. I <laughs> it's very intimidating. Uh-huh. They are they are huge. And I always worry about my horses, but so far we we haven't had any extreme incidents or anything. They just kind of pass through, and and everybody shook up for a moment, but then but then they're gone. So your life your, on the I was gonna say your um, adventures or misadventures in that area. It's it's something that that TV shows are made out of. It is. It really is. And honestly, I would love to have my books made into some type of a movie or a, a TV show because it's a very unique kind of lifestyle. And being a wildlife artist, I feel like I'm in just the right place because I love seeing all of this going on around me. I love seeing it all in real life. Um, but but it's not for the faint of heart. And and I've been scared before, and it's it can be very intimidating. Uh, you have to be ready to expect the unexpected at any time. And, and would it be safe to say that you have to be ready to respect not only the wildlife, but the the weather and Mother Nature herself, just the the environment that you live in. Oh, absolutely. One, I, I think one of the more difficult things about living here where we do is the weather. It's it's something you have to be looking at all the time and be aware of all the time and be ready, because it can change at a moment's notice and at different times of the year. Within a half an hour, I have been rained on, I have been snowed on, and then the sun comes out. <laughs> and wow. if you wait five more minutes, you're going to get hail, and hail will come. Will come. Wow. So 
Yeah, you just, it, it's very, very unpredictable. It's, it's very wild, and the skies are wild and beautiful, and the weather is the same way. Not always beautiful, I have to admit. I, when I look out the window and see all the snow, I'm very impressed by it. The ice trees are gorgeous. There is so much to, to appreciate and see. But then after a few months, you start thinking, oh, I think I could do with a little less beauty. <laughs> time for spring fall. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, time for that. And, and that brings up a question. Once the spring thaw starts, mm-hmm. do you also have to worry about flash flooding, like when the rivers start overflowing and because the ice and snow is melting up from the tops of those mountains, and it's got to come by you as it gets to the valley. Do y'all have a lot of flooding? Well, of course, where I am up on the mountain, I don't. I have the creek rushes and gets very full. However, down in the valleys, yes, and at different times of the year, they have flash flood warnings. And it's, it's a big deal. You have to be careful and, and see where you're going. And off and on, we have people that get hurt or get lost because they weren't heeding the warning, you know, on, on the larger rivers and things. So while it's not really a problem for us, yes, it is, a, it is an issue in Montana. They do have flash flood warnings. And especially if you get a lot of rain combined with it at that time of the year, uh, sometimes you can get heavy rains where you have a large volume of rain in just a very short period of time. So just just Mother Nature again saying, here I am and, and I'm in charge. So we, you know, we kind of have to roll with that. So let me ask you this. If, if Joe Blow out of Atlanta, Georgia, gets his wild hair, he wants to go be a mountain man up on a mountain in Montana. Mm-hmm. Would your recommendation be that he do his research thoroughly before he makes that move? Well, actually, the first thing I'd probably say is read my book. But that would there just you be go. a plug, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, I, I often caution people to make sure that they're, they really know what they're getting into and to, to really understand what kind of a commitment it takes. Now, you know, realistically, in the towns, of course, it's a lot less um, of, of an issue because they're in a city and they're going to get help with plowing and, and weather and everything is very convenient and you're not going to have a whole lot of wildlife in the cities. So in that regard, it's, it's like a lot of other places that have winter. It's not a big deal. But if you decide that you really want to try a more rural kind of a lifestyle like what we do, and certainly anything in the mountains, which is always um, going to have more danger or excitement, depending on how you want to look at that, then, yeah, I absolutely do recommend that they do some research and really be sure of what they're getting into. And check it out in the winter. See, what is it really like in the winter here? When we first moved here, I can't tell you how many people said, oh, you haven't lived here yet in the winter, have you? And they thought that after a year or two, we would give up and leave because winter 
can be a hard time, and it can be a hard time on the mountain. But we are pretty savvy. We're quick learners. Um, we made a lot of mistakes that we learned from, and hopefully somebody can learn from some of the mistakes that we made if, you know, if they decide to give it a, to give it a try. Now, one of the things you are going to have to know if you come here is, is the Montana slang. And I was going to give you guys a little quiz because if you're going to come out here, you need to know what people are saying. Sounds so, like a plan to me. Are you ready for the first one? Because if you hear these things, you need to know and understand what they are. Go and for it. What, okay, you ready? What do you think a ditch is? A ditch. It's not what you're thinking. What is it? Hmm. Take a Interesting. It's uh, not what your car drives into off the road. Hmm. I don't know that. Don't know. Well, actually, here in Montana, it's a drink. Wow. It's half water and half whiskey over ice. Hmm. So you could actually walk in somewhere and say you want a ditch, and they'll know exactly exactly what you mean. Wow. I learned something tonight. Well, you learned something. See now, if and if you're out and you're you're driving around and you look out and you see something in the meadows, and somebody says, "Oh, that's a speed goat." What do you think a speed goat is? A speed? I have no idea. It's a pronghorn antelope. Wow. We a actually have pronghorn antelope. Antelope. Yep. And they live here in in and among uh, the deer population and the elk. We have antelope. <laughs> now, if someone tells you to cowboy up, what does that mean? To me, it means put on your big boy panties and act like an adult. <laughs> That's what I would think. That's what you think, too, Randall. Well, you're right. Yeah. It basically means you're both correct. You have to cope with your situation. You know, you just you just have to deal with it. Now, this one, this next one's pretty easy. I think you'll figure it out. What does it mean if something is spendy? Say it's it again. Spendy. I didn't understand. It's spendy. 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 Mm-hmm. spendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It means it's expensive. Expensive, okay. Okay, so that makes come, sense. Yeah, if it's spendy, it means it's expensive. Now, this one I'll be really surprised if you get, because I didn't get it. If somebody says that you're owly, O-W-L-Y, owly, what do you think that means? That you're, that you're a night person. Staying up late? Well, actually, it means that you're stubborn. <laughs> okay. See, I thought, I was thinking like the wise old owl. I thought, oh, that means I'm so intelligent. <laughs> well, on that note, we have about three and a half minutes left before the end of the hour. Oh, do we? Wow. And we didn't even get through all these things that I was going to tell you about. So I guess we'll start telling you about... Um, our next show, actually. And, you know, if you guys and anyone else listening, if you're really interested in finding out more of these kinds of stories, I do want to encourage you 
to look for my books, which the first one is Go West Young Woman, and the second one is Stay West Young Woman. And I'm actually working on the third part right now. And the books are in stores and online. And uh, I believe that most of you also know about my videos, that you can still experience the Wild West through my videos and my artwork. And all of those things can be found at quinnwildlifeart.com at my website. So I hope, and Randall, I hope you join us again for my next program, News on the Mountain. The next show is Wednesday on March the 6th, and it is at 9 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Mountain. I'll have lots more stories to share about our four-legged neighbors. I also wanted to talk a little bit next time about early frontier medicine, because you won't believe Ooh. some of the things they used to do. That would be interesting. And yeah. I'll have some things. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll also have some things from the police blotter, which is kind of fun. So... You know, I'm I'm much obliged to everybody that called in tonight because we did have some really lovely phone calls and some very kind things that were said tonight, and I'm grateful for them. And, and to you, Yvonne, for having me on the program and giving me this opportunity to do this. This was kind of the first time I was, I was out uh, being a host here, and I appreciate it. So I'm just going to take a line from Roy Rogers' song, I'm going to wish you all happy trails. And thank you so much for coming west with us for an hour. So I'm Nancy Quinn, and I'll say good night. Or maybe I should say the Montana Queen, and I'll say good night to you guys. And the Montana Queen she is, ladies and gentlemen. Get Nancy's books and read them, share them, because just like Randall, you'll become a fan for life. Join Nancy again on March the 6th at 9 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Mountain, when we once again talk about news on the mountain. And just as a quick aside, we're all on a journey. And so as you're out and about on your journey, and Nancy knows I say this at the end of every short, be kind. It doesn't take a whole lot to be kind. And there are people that are hurting and people that need your kindness. So be kind. And also... Take a take a, a page from Nancy's book and allow yourself to be great because you are great. Don't ask permission. If you have a dream, make it real. Own it. Because just think of all the fun you'll have and think of all the regrets you will have if you don't. So we well, want to, again, thank Nancy for this wonderful show. I learned a lot. I think Randall learned a lot. I'm so glad he called I in. I hope he'll call in again, Randall. It's always fun I'm going to try my best. I really enjoyed it. I thank you all. Oh, good. Okay. Yes, thanks, Randall, for calling in, and I hope that next month when I do the show again that you can call in and we can talk some more. Do my best, and you all have a good night, ladies. Thank you. you. Too. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. So until um, we're supposed to have a show tomorrow night with author Gina Ferguson. We will see if she is available. If not, we will have a regular show on Friday night with author Rue Morgan. I want to thank Nancy again for taking this hour and hosting it and being a perfect host and giving us all news from the mountain. And until next time, this is, take it away, Nancy. (laughs) This is Nancy Quinn with News from the Mountain. And we will see you all again later. Until then, this is Yvonne from Off the Chain, and we want to wish you all a good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, Nancy. Good night.
Okay, we're off the air, but, of course, anything we say will be in archives. I just want to tell you that you did an excellent, excellent job. I'm very, very proud of you. And oh, I will okay. say you did a great job. You're a natural. Well, I got a little bogged down a couple of times, but I, I think all in all it went pretty well. And it, went, it went fine. Yeah. It's, it's a process, and the more you do, the more um, relaxed you'll be. And, of course, the hour just flew by like it always does. It did. It did because um, I'm going to make some notes for next month's show. I've, I actually had a couple of really interesting things I didn't get to, so I'll just move them on to next month. And um, That's uh, the beauty of this. Yeah, it is. Well, it's so nice when, when people call in unexpectedly and then you just kind of get, a, get an opportunity to hear what people are really thinking. And exactly. that was amazing to me. That was amazing to me, yeah. Two callers, and before you know it, we can hold up to 50 calls on the board, so when we get that big, we're going to be really rocking. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll really be busy then, huh? <laughs> yeah. So go and tell Bill he can come back in the room now, and once this thing archives, I'll send you the link so you can spread it around for people to listen to. Good, good. I do have a lot of people that prefer to listen to it on YouTube, so I uh, I always look forward to that link and all. But I I send all of the links out that you give me. Sweet. All right, my darling. I will talk to you later. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, honey. And good all night. Right, good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.